Here's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 96 of Curry in the Pot. Yes, episode number 96. We are in the home stretch. We are almost at episode number 100. Can you guys believe it's been almost 100 episodes? Like, I've really been putting in some work. I know there's been, I probably should have been at episode 100 by now. I should have been past it, you know, but I've taken some breaks and some hiatuses, you know, you know, throughout this journey. And, um, you know, I've been learning new things, you know, getting better, perfecting my craft. But we are really almost at episode number 100. So if you've been tuning in, if you've been rocking with me, especially since day one, give yourselves a pat on the back wherever you're sitting. But even if you tuned in a little late, you know, day two, day three, that's probably, you know, episode 20, 30, 40, even 50. People still getting hip, so I ain't mad, you know what I'm saying? Better late than never. But I just want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me, that's been supporting me, and the people who are going to support me in the future. I just want to, you know, shout out to everybody that's been rocking with me. Thank you, guys. But... I'm back. I'm back again. You know, I'm back with another episode. This is episode number 96. But before I dive into what I got to talk about today, I want to talk about a bucket list experience that I, you know, was blessed and very fortunate to be a part of last weekend. So last weekend, uh, for those who I think I said it last week on my podcast, but I also know that. If you follow me on Instagram, you know exactly where I was and what I was doing. And of course, you've been texting me, communicating with me. You know exactly what I was doing over the weekend. But for those of you who don't know, I was in football heaven last week. I was at the Ohio State University last weekend. Columbus, Ohio. I had the great pleasure of being invited Uh by Chase Young's family, Chase Young. If you don't know him, you gonna know him soon. If you don't know about him, never heard of him. You you gonna know soon. He's this this young man is gonna be a future top five pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, which will be held in Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva Las Vegas! But I was blessed, and my family was invited uh, uh, by Chase's family to come to come check out a game. My dad and Chase's dad are real tight, and um. Yeah, they've been telling us to come on down, and this year would probably be the last year we can get down there because he's he's going to the draft after the season. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Uh, Chase will declare for the draft, but it was an amazing experience. Um, I'm just gonna go over a brief little timeline. I'm not gonna give you guys you know too much insight, but uh, the Friday I went down there, we we met up with Chase at the team hotel. And, you know, we got to talk to him, got to speak with him. And if you guys are wondering, there's an episode coming. Yes, yes. But there's, you know, violations and stuff like that, NCAA. But best believe there there will be an episode coming. I, I don't know when, but it will be in the future. But I was able to talk to him and just, just talk to him on a personal level, not even about the game of football, but just, you know, was fortunate enough to speak with him and talk to him, you know, just about, you know, normal, normal things, you know, life. Life in general, and you know it was great. You know, his mom was there, his sister was there. Um, it was just an incredible experience. The game itself was great. 
Chase had a sack and a half. He had a blocked field goal as well. He had a dropped interception too. And I talked to him about it. I said, Chase, you got to get on the jug machine. And the next day he tweeted it and he said he got on the jug machine. He was sick about dropping that interception, which could have potentially been a pick six. But they blew out Cincinnati. But I just want to say that that stadium was, man, that might have been the best trip I've been on in my life. And I've been to L.A. I went to the Staples Center, sat on the third row. But for me to sit here and say Ohio State was potentially better than that, you guys have to know it was amazing. It was life-changing. And if you saw my Instagram story, you were able to live through me for a little bit. But I had a blast. I got to tour the facility. Uh, Got to see, you know, all the alumni posted in the uh, locker room. Not in the locker room, but... You know, throughout the facility, got to see just some very, very beautiful stuff. And it was football heaven for me. I've never really had a college football team, but that whole experience over the weekend pretty much stole my heart. And I'm going to have to be a fan of Ohio State uh, long after Chase. So to the young family, thank you so much, Mr. Greg, Miss Carla. I really, really appreciate it. Chase, thanks for the hospitality. Thanks for everybody who was down there and showed, you know, me and my family love. I had a great time, a great experience. I'm definitely looking forward to going back again because I think only like Alabama could top that and maybe Oregon could, but that experience was something special, something special, but I want to move on and I'm recording on Thursday, September 12th. And tomorrow is actually my mom's birthday. My mom will be turning 53. Uh, I just want to thank her. Because without her, obviously, I'm not here. Can't do this. Can't have this platform. So thanks to my lovely mom. She'll be turning 53 tomorrow on Friday the 13th. So shout out to my mom. Shout out to my dad, of course, too. But mom, you know, this is for you. Episode 96 is for you. Dedicating this to you. All right. So let's move on. Last week, we had a very exciting week one. Week one is in the books. We have week two beginning tonight with the Carolina Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is an NFC South showdown. But before I get to that, I got to recap week one. And also in the world of sports, the WNBA playoffs have begun. Last night, we saw the Chicago Sky take down the Phoenix Mercury. And we also saw the defending champ Seattle Storm take out the Minnesota Lynx. And uh, we do have some more action this weekend. So uh, I will be talking about that. I do have an episode coming next week, early next week, with the lovely Miss Tykira Carter. We will be talking just about WNBA. So uh, it's going to be something a little new, a little fresh for you guys. But I encourage you guys to tune in. But let's recap week one in the NFL. And guys, I did great on the picks. 12-3-1 was my record. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to recap these games real quick. We're going to talk about them. Because a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff did happen in week one. Uh, Bink was on last week. I think we had the same record. If not, I was a game better. Sorry, Bink. But yeah, my dad also, he sent me his picks and he was 11-4-1. But let's talk about week one. So the first game last week, last Thursday night, we had the Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. I did pick the Packers to win this game. But I didn't know it was going to be that low scoring. But for the Bears, I'm very concerned about their quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, because 
He wasn't able to do anything. And Tremont Williams, the cornerback for the Packers, said we just had to make Mitch Trubisky play quarterback. And that that speaks volume. They just had to make him play quarterback? Basically saying he's not very good at it? Or, you know, we, we want to go against him? We want him to make throws? That says a lot. That speaks volume. The Packers did win 10-3. to Wasn't a lot of scoring. Aaron Rodgers was able to throw a touchdown. And he hooked up with Jimmy Graham. It was a nice, nice lob pass. He threw it up to Jimmy Graham. And just Jimmy G just went up and got it. Uh, but the Packers did win 10-3. to This was one of the games that Bank got wrong. Uh, but Packers won 10-3. I love their additions on defense. I talked about them last week. And NFL season preview. Zadarius Smith. Preston Smith, who had a sack late in the game. Um, Adrian Amos is there. They drafted Rayshon Gary and Darnell Savage. And... The year before, they drafted Jair Alexander out of Louisville, who I really like. And I like the Packers. I like what they were able to do. I do expect them to make the playoffs and win this division. Moving right along, let's move on to Sunday's games. We had the Redskins at Lincoln Financial Field against the Philadelphia Eagles. And in this game, the Redskins jumped out early on the Eagles. They had a 17-0 lead, which they blew. Um... They did have some injuries in that game. Darius Geis got hurt. Jonathan Allen, who appears to be the heart and soul of the defense, because when he goes down, the run defense, the defense in general is just awful once he gets injured. And it was, it's been that way since he got into the league. It's like the defense just got worse uh, once he got hurt. And Deshaun Jackson, he was able to score two touchdowns. He always is good for a touchdown against his old team. That's my guy, D-Jax. My mom is real cool with his uh, sis, his older sister. Uh, shout out to D-Jax, man. That's my guy. I got his signed jersey in the closet right next to me. Uh, shout out to D-Jax. He did uh, hook up with Carson Wentz for two big, long touchdowns. Pause. <laughs> And also in that game, Deshaun Jackson passed Randy Moss for the most 50-plus yard touchdowns. He is now second behind Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has 36, Deshaun Jackson has 31, and Randy Moss has 29. So great stuff, great things for the Eagles. It's unfortunate that the Redskins sort of collapsed. They folded. And another thing is Deshaun Jackson said he's been in that locker room. He knew the Redskins were going to fold. So that says a lot. And... Me and B. Jones are talking about this on the season preview. I, I got to agree with him. I think Jay Gruden has to go. I think he has to go because he doesn't, he never has the Redskins prepared. He never has them prepared. And not only that, but they do not make adjustments. And his adjustments have just been horrible. But let me get off this. <laughs> Eagles win this game 32 to 27. Redskins scored a garbage time touchdown. Score should have been 32 to 20. Moving right along, next game was the Titans and the Browns. And we had the Browns taking on the Tennessee Titans. And in this game, I was um I actually had the pleasure to watch this game when I was in Ohio. I did watch some of it um before I had to go to the airport. And I was around some Browns fans and they were upset. They were upset. All of the penalties they were getting called. And, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, like, the Browns, going into the year, they had the fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl. This is a lot for a team that does have talent, but it's never played until this game, week one. 
And some fans were upset, and a guy was like, enough about this Super Bowl talk. Let's go out and win a game. Let's go out and, you know, beat the Titans. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, it, it was funny, but I also felt them like, they have all of this type and talk, but I was never really buying it. I mean, I thought I think they'll make the playoffs, but Super Bowl? Super Bowl? No. And they have a glaring weakness on their team, and it's the offensive line. And I meant to ha- uh, harm in on this. And I mean, I'm just not harm. Hone in on this and talk about this during the NFL season preview with B. Jones. And they have a that that is their biggest weakness, the offensive line. They traded Kevin Zeitler. I talked about this trade uh, a few months ago. They traded Kevin Zeitler for Olivier Vernon, and he he was their second best offensive lineman. And you just you just can't do that. Unless you're going to, like, replace them properly. And the offensive line looks bad. Greg Robinson got hurt. They were down to their final five offensive linemen. And that game got ugly. The final score was 43-13. to A lot has been talked about Odell Beckham wearing a $200,000 watch and all of this and what have you. It's just, I hope the Browns do bounce back and win in week two. But they lost that game by 30. Next game, we had the Colts and the Chargers. This was a game that went into overtime. And I actually was going back and forth between this game. I, I was like, I kind of think the Colts could win. And they did. They almost did win. They went into overtime. But the Chargers got it done. Austin Eckler had a monster game. He had three touchdowns. Keenan Allen had a pretty good game. Phillip Rivers had a good game. He had three touchdowns as well. Uh, the Colts are going to be tough. They're not going to be like a pushover team. Like, they will sneak up and they will surprise some teams. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, Jacoby Brissett, he's not bad. Marlon Mack, he's not a bad running back. We know T.Y. Hilton's a, a pretty capable receiver. Uh, but the final score in that game was 30-24. to 24. Next game, we had the Ravens and the Dolphins. And this game was bad. <laughs> this game was bad. But shout out to my guy, Lamar Jackson. When two years ago the draft, they were people were talking about who's the best quarterback. A lot of people said Josh Rosen, but I always thought <laughs> Josh Rosen. <laughs> but I always thought that Lamar Jackson was the best. I really did, and it's not because he's black, and it's not because of that. But I just I watched him at Louisville, and I just thought he was so good. And I love what the Ravens are doing. They're getting pieces around them. They got Hollywood Brown who can take the top off of a defense. He had two touchdowns, four catches for 147 yards. Mark Ingram, I thought that was a good pickup. The game got so bad for two reasons. The game got so bad that RG3 came in the game. Robert Griffin III came in the game, and he was 6-for-6, six six, and he threw a touchdown. And then, later on that night, I heard that the Dolphins, players on the Dolphins are reaching out to their agents to get traded. They're so bad, they don't want to live in Miami no more. It's a mess. It is it is an absolute mess. Um, at this point, they're just tanking for Tua. The final score of that game was 59-10. to 10. Next game, we had the Vikings and the Falcons. Oh, yeah, and I did. Uh, so far, on every game I named, uh, the only game I got wrong was the Browns and the Titans. Sorry, guys. Next game, we had the Falcons and the Vikings. This is another game I picked correctly. And the final score was 28-12. to The Falcons' offense was just never really able to get it going. Devontae Freeman was shut down. Julio Jones, he did manage to score a touchdown, but it was too little too late. 
Uh, Dalvin Cook had a pretty good game on the ground. 21 carries, 111 yards, and two TDs. Vikings managed to win this game, and Kirk Cousins only threw 10 passes. That is That does concern me a little bit, but Kirk only threw 10 passes in that game. Vikings got it done, though. 28 to 12. Next game, Bills and the Jets. This is a game I got wrong. I thought that the Jets were going to do it. I thought they were going to win. They had a pretty early lead on the the Bills. They had a 16 nothing lead, I believe. It was something like that. And um the Bills came back and they won 17 to 10, 17-16, I'm sorry. And Josh Allen threw a touchdown. John him and John Brown hooked up. Uh, Sam Darnold is going to miss some time with Mono. This was Le'Veon Bell's first game uh, in over a year, in like 500-something days. And uh, he had a solid game. But the Bills, the most important thing is the Bills overcame a 16-point deficit in this game. And they won 17-16. They do play the Giants next week. This is a game I got incorrect. Next game, we had the Rams and the Panthers. Another game I got incorrectly. I just thought it was a bit of a trap game for the Rams, and it ended up being one, 30-27 with the final score. Cam Newton had a few fumbles, and I thought this could have changed the course of the game. I, I really thought the Panthers were going to win. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he had a monster game, 19 carries, a buck 28 on the ground, two touchdowns, and he also caught 10 passes for 81 yards. This guy... This guy does it all, man. If you got him in a PPR league, you are blessed. Uh, this guy's a beast. But the Rams won. They didn't have crazy numbers. Jared Goff passed for under 200 yards, but they did enough to win. So shout out to the Rams for doing that. That is my mom's favorite team. So shout out to her team. Rams got it done 30 to 27. Next game, we had the Kansas City Chiefs. I should have just started saying, my Kansas City Chiefs won. And they defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road in Jacksonville. My God, the reigning MVP, Patrick LeVon Mahomes II. You know, he, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat from last season. He had 378 yards passing a, a trio of touchdowns. And Sammy Watkins caught all three of those touchdowns. And LaShawn McCoy, this was nice to see him in action. He had 81 yards. He averaged 8.1 yards a carry. So shout out to Shady McCoy. But this was a game that Nick Foles went down. And uh, he's going to be out indefinitely. I believe it's a left clavicle injury. He's going to be out for a while. Gardner Minshew stepped in. Quarterback out of Washington State. He stepped in. And uh, he looked all right. He didn't look, he didn't look half bad, honestly. I don't know, uh, you know if this can continue. Uh, they did get Josh Dobbs from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, um, yeah, I just don't know. Tyreek Hill did get injured in this game. He's going to be out for about four to six weeks. Uh, but I, I think the Chiefs will be perfectly fine. They got enough weapons. They got Shady McCoy, Damian Williams, who's solid as well. Travis Kelsey, uh, Sammy Watkins. They drafted Miko Hartman. They'll be fine. They'll be just fine. Next game, we had the Bengals and the Seahawks. And this game... This game was very close. Final score was 21 to 20. And uh I guess I gotta give credit when credit is due because Andy Dalton carved up the he carved up the Seahawks. He had 418 yards for two TDs. John Ross, who appeared to have been a bust, he caught two TDs. And uh Bengals they they held in this game. They hung in there. Uh Russell Wilson, he threw a pair of touchdowns. And the Seahawks, they did enough to win. They escaped. With a victory, 21-20 was the final score. Next game, we had the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York football giants. And 
I hate to say it, but Dak Prescott had a really good game. I know the Giants aren't going to be very good, but he had a good game. And this was Kellen Moore's first year taking over play calling. Uh, Kellen Moore, was he's been in the NFL for a little while, and he's not too far removed from it. He's a 30-year-old offensive coordinator. He played QB uh, quite a few years. And uh, he's the new OC for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott looked to be comfortable in this game. Jason Witten, he caught a touchdown. Michael Gallup had a big game, seven catches, a buck 58. Amari Cooper also had 100 yards. Randall Cobb, really sneaky pickup for the Cowboys. Uh, he he had a solid game. Jason Witten scored. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he scored a touchdown, didn't have to do too much. And, uh, you know, Cowboys got it done. They take on the Redskins at FedEx Field right around the corner from my house. Right around the corner from where I'm recording. Next game. We had the Lions and the Cardinals. This game ended up in a tie. I got a shout-out to the Cardinals. I got a shout-out to Kyler Murray because uh, they were shutting him down in the first half. And uh, he had a lot of poise. And he hooked up with Larry Fitzgerald a couple of times in this game. And Larry Fitzgerald really still balling, man. He had eight catches, a buck 13, receiving a touchdown. David Johnson had a solid outing. This game ended in a tie, a week one tie. Who could have? Who could have called that? Next game, we had the 49ers and the Buccaneers. Uh, I think the Bucs are going to be bad. I said this on the NFL season preview. I just don't have much belief in them. I just I just don't see it. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he threw a TD. Uh, I just feel like in this game, the 49ers, they, they just did what they had to do to win. Uh, they had a pick six in this game. Uh, their defense was really stout in this game. They had they had a they had a monster game. Richard Sherman had a pick. Uh, they had a really good game. I thought, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo could have been better. But like I said, they did enough to win. They beat up on a bad team, Tampa Bay, who plays tonight. I don't think the Bucks going to be really good. But the 49ers are a team that I'm expecting to double their win total from a year ago. They were four and twelve. I expect them to go eight and eight at the very worst. Next game was the Sunday night cap, and we had the Patriots blowing out. The Steelers. And uh, this game had funny implications. And I'm going to talk about this once I finish. I'm going to talk about what was so funny about it once I wrap up the Monday night cap. But the Patriots, they did it big. 33-3 was the final score. Julian Edelman had a nice game. It's just so many weapons on the Patriots. Philip Dorsett scored twice. So many weapons. And another interesting stat is... Before this game, Tom Brady was 5-0 against Ben Roethlisberger. And uh, now he's 6-0 against Ben Roethlisberger in Foxborough. 21 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. 21 touchdowns and 0 interceptions. That is outstanding. Moving on to Monday night, we had the Saints hosting the Houston Texans. And this was a good game. This was a bit of a fireworks show, actually. And uh, the Saints got it done 30-28, to 28, kicked a 58-yard field goal to win. And I was kind of heartbroken for the Texans because I love Deshaun Watson. That's also B. Jones' guy, but I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. The thing about him is he takes too many hits. And I hope he doesn't end up like Andrew Luck, but he takes a lot of hits. He, got, he was pressured on half of his dropbacks. And so he was pressured 15 times. He was 20 out of 30, pretty accurate, but I just feel bad for him. He got sacked six times in this game, and um, yeah, 
But I like them to bounce back next week. They do have the, the tough matchup, AFC South showdown against their rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I got to give a little credit when credit is due to the Saints. Didn't enough to win. But I thought Houston was the better team in that game. And then the last game of the Monday night cap was the Oakland Raiders hosting the Denver Broncos in the black hole. This will be the Raiders' last game in Oakland. What's funny about this is... All the Antonio Brown stuff was going on last week. And I actually changed my pick. I was like, if A.B. plays, I'm going Raiders. And the last word was that A.B. was going to play. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go with the Raiders. But then they said he wasn't playing. Eventually released, which I'm going to talk about. And I was like, dang, so the Broncos are going to win. But my last pick was the Raiders. So I'm taking credit for that pick. If y'all want. I will put an asterisk next to this. I will put a, a star next to this pick. But I was right. The Raiders did win. Josh Jacobs, the rookie out of Alabama, had two TDs in this game. And shout out to the Raiders. I don't think the Broncos are going to be very good. Uh, shout out to the Raiders for keeping Derek Carr clean. Uh, the Broncos have two very menacing pass rushers, two premier pass rushers. One in particular, Mr. Von Miller, and they also had Bradley Chubb, who had an impressive rookie season. I believe he had double-digit sacks last year. And they were able to protect Derek Carr. Derek Carr did not get sacked at all in this game. So let's move on to week two. And uh, week two, there's a lot of games where I'm just like trap games and toss-ups. But I don't think this game tonight will be a trap game, but it is the Panthers hosting the Bucks. I do think the Panthers need to win this game to avoid going 0-2. The Bucks also need to win, but Panthers more so because they have more talent. But I'm rocking with Carolina. This is also going to be a revenge game for Gerald McCoy, who spent nine seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a revenge game for Gerald McCoy. But I do like the Panthers to win. I don't know about how much, but I do like the Panthers to get it done. Uh, next game, moving on to the Sunday slate. We have the Ravens hosting the Cardinals in Baltimore, but not too far from me. But I like the Ravens to win. I like what they did last week. The Cardinals, their defense just isn't very good. Um, they do have a few names. Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson is suspended. Um, but I like the Ravens to win. I like the Ravens to move on to 2-0. Next game, we have the Redskins hosting the Cowboys at FedEx Field. <sighs> I don't want to be that guy. Because uh, what I'm about to say, people are going to be like, you can't pick against your own team. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can because because I don't, I'm not a believer in this team. I'm really not. Darius Geis uh, hurt his knee. He will be out for six to eight weeks. Uh, John Allen is week to week with a knee sprain. I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I feel like the save better is the Cowboys and I don't really have a gut feeling about any of this, so I'm just going to rock with the Cowboys. So, yeah, that's what I'm rocking with. Next game, we have the Titans and the Colts. This is this is another one of those games. Um, Wow. I'm going to go Colts. This game is in Tennessee, but I'm going to go Colts. Um... I feel like I should give the Titans more credit. This is a team that finished 9-7 three straight years. I don't know about this. I, I'm going to go Colts. I don't know why, but 
I'm going to go Colts. Next game, we have the Steelers hosting the Seahawks. I, I feel like this is a must win for the Steelers. They cannot afford to go 0-2. They will be at home at Heinz Field. So I'm rocking with Pittsburgh. Looking for a bounce back game from all parties involved. The offense, the defense, Big Ben, Juju, James Conner. Uh, everybody on defense, I'm looking for a bounce back, a rebound game for the Steelers. I like them to go to 1-1 one one after this. Next game, we have the Giants hosting the Bills. I'm a bit iffy about this. I don't see a lot of scoring in this game. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Bills. This is, they are on the road, but it's not really a road game because they're in the same state still. Obviously, Buffalo is different from you know MetLife Stadium, which is in New Jersey. But you get what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna rock with the Bills. Next game, we got the Bengals hosting the 49ers. It's another game I'm iffy about. I don't know. I saw what the Bengals did last week against the Seahawks, and that was a bit impressive. But I got a feeling that Andy Dalton's going to revert back to his old ways. The health of Joe Mixon is in question. I'm rocking with San Fran. Next game, we have the Packers hosting the Minnesota Vikings at Lambeau Field. What's interesting about the Packers, I believe five of their next six games are at home. And I expect them to take full advantage of this game. I expect some scoring. But uh, I like the Packers' defense, too. So it may not, may not be as much scoring as I think. But I'm rocking with Green Bay. The Pack is back. Next game, we have the Texans and the Jaguars. Mm. Mm. The Jaguars' QB situation is what's trying to hold me back from picking them. But I definitely think they will get after Deshaun Watson. Because that offensive line is bad. Yes, they acquired Laramie Tunsil, but they got sacked six times. Deshaun Watson was sacked six times last week. I definitely think that the Jags can put some pressure on them. And this is a division game. Could go either way. But I'm leaning Texans just for the simple fact. I don't know about this QB situation for the Jacksonville. Next game, we got the Dolphins Patriots. Um, Patriots. <laughs> uh, they did sign Antonio Brown, which is interesting. And um, there's now rape allegations against him. And this is all crazy. I knew that once he got released, I was like, he's either going to go to the Patriots or the Cowboys. I said it straight up. Patriots or the Cowboys. And he didn't end up on New England. And it's so crazy that me and B. Jones were talking about how devastating this wide receiver in core is. And it's crazy. Edelman, Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett. Uh, to a degree, uh, Jacoby Myers, who had a catch and he was making noise in preseason, and then you had Antonio Brown to the mix, and Gronk may even come back towards the end of the year, like week 14, he said. So it's crazy, man. But I'm rocking with New England. This game should not even be close. Don't even know why I spend so much time on it. Next game, we have the Chiefs and the Raiders. I like the Chiefs to win on the road. Uh, the Raiders did lose rookie Jonathan Abram. Who I like. He was a nice character on Hard Knocks. But he is out for the season. And uh, I really did like him. But I'm rocking with the Chiefs to win this one. I feel like the Raiders may put up a little fight early. But I'm definitely rocking with the Chiefs. Next game we have the Rams and the Saints. A rematch of a very controversial finish last year. We all know about the pass interference call. Rams Saints. This game will be in LA. Rams Saints. This is like another any mini mining mo toss up type game. I'm going with the Rams. Going with the Rams. Uh, next game we have the Broncos hosting the Bears. Now, I do like the Bears to win this game, 
Well, I think this is going to be a little bit of a trap game for the Bears. They are traveling to Denver, that Mile How City, and we all know about the altitude in Denver. Uh, whew. Part of me wants to go Broncos. This is going to be a matchup of two really good defenses, but the, the uh, Raiders kind of shredded the Broncos a little bit. I like the Bears, but this game is going to be instant. Keep an eye on this game. Keep a close eye on this game. But I'm taking the Bears. Sunday night football, we have the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Eagles in Atlanta. I like I like Atlanta to bounce back. I do. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking Eagles, but I like Atlanta to bounce back. And they're really good at home, really good team at home. So I'm going to take Atlanta. And then Monday night football, we have the Jets hosting the Browns. I, I was really excited for this game until Sam Darnold. They said he was going to be out, and uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks with Mono, so it kind of changes my feelings on the game, but I'm rocking with the Browns. I think I was going to rock with the Browns initially. Le'Veon Bell, he may not play. Getting the MRI on his shoulder. So, I'm not I'm not sold, and uh, I feel like the Jets season, to a degree, might be over. It might be over. But uh, my dad didn't make some picks. He hit my phone yesterday about it. Uh, so he went Panthers, Bengals. He picked he picking against the 49ers two weeks in a row. Uh, Lions. But did I do the Lions game? Skipped right over it. And I wonder why. It's the Lions and the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. Wow, my dad picked the Lions. That's interesting. Um, he picked, also picked the Packers, the Titans, the Giants, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Texans, the Chiefs, Broncos, Rams, Eagles, and Browns. And those were his picks, and you heard mine. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for the continued love and support. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for everybody's been rocking with me. Uh, last week was quite an experience. Uh, tomorrow is my mom's birthday uh, so shout out to her this episode is dedicated to her but I want to thank everybody for listening one last time this is Mike Curry signing out episode number 96 is done peace <laughs>